My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 208 of Legally Clueless. Thank you so much for rocking with this podcast. If this is your first time ever listening, audio episodes like this got every single Monday. And make sure you join our community. Head over to LegallyCluelessAfrica.com to sign up so you can get letters from me and some of my favorite people as well. And if you love social media, which I think we all do... Whether that love is voluntary or forced, I don't know. (laughs) You can join our warm, positive corner of the internet on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Africa. All the links to the pages I've shared are in the show notes. If you're an OG member and you're already part of the community, you already know the drill. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the family. I really actually do appreciate you. So this is just not like cliche thank yous. This is legit. All right, coming up in this episode is part two of content creator, actress, comedian, digital activist, Esther Kazungu's story. Listen to this. The day I was quitting, when I got to the gate, because like, am I sure? Am I sure? Am I sure? When I got to, to the gate, because I was going to pick the computer, I get a call. They're like, hi, Esther. I know we reached out and then we went silent. Just the panic. I was like, oh, Jesus. Thank you. Because <laughs> that was a sign I needed. Like, I was just going to be like, anything, like just any sign to just show me I'm headed the right direction. So I quit and I went into full-time content creation. Now, I thought since I'm being consistent, I'm going to be rewarded immediately. I was crying. Like, I literally, I was just like, I'm done. I, I took up now sticky notes. I wrote, I'm smart, I'm creative, I'm amazing. And then I stuck them on my, my wardrobe like door. That's coming up in a bit. But first, the song of the week. Let me tell you. First, y'all know I love this woman's music like a nonsense. <laughs> and I was just like, when are we getting new music? And then she dropped the single and I can't stop playing it. It's Janelle Monet's most recent single. It's called Float. And I really love it because I identify with a lot of the lyrics when she's talking about, I don't know, like just, I think she's talking about getting to a point, however you get there is your business, (laughs) but to a point where a lot of the stuff that's happening around you doesn't change what's happening or destabilize what's happening within you. So you float. But hey, listen to the lyrics. You might get a totally different reason from me. It is the song of the week, which means a link to it is in the show notes. So this time last year, I had just launched the book I co-authored with Lanji. It's called Our Broken Silence. Super excited that it's one year old, which is absolutely crazy. Because <laughs> I still can't bring myself to actually, I'm like, it's so surreal. I am an author. What is that? <laughs> anyway, so this time last year, we just launched the book. It was women's month and the week of international women's day which comes with a lot of work on my end and i had gotten such wonderful partnerships with organizations i had always wanted to work with so that was a high but with all of these really high highs in my career i was the most suicidal i've been in my life yeah exactly a year ago so last year on women's day week i hope that makes sense or the week of women's day I was literally negotiating with those thoughts to let me make it just until my therapy session. And I was going through all of this in my head while having to show up for like work and smile and get the job done. Even though I legit in the moment, so no point to life, which is wild when you think about it because there were all of these 
really wonderful things happening around me. A year ago, for the first time, I was on meds to help me sleep. I do know I was on sleeping pills once when I was much younger, but I only, I think we tried them for one night. And even then my mom gave me half the dose that I was given. And then I started hallucinating and I told her and she was just like, yeah, we're just going to try and <laughs> get the sleep back. But anyway, fast forward to last year, I think for the entire of March, well, a huge portion of it, I was on meds to help me sleep. I had lost so much weight, not that I had even enough to lose in the first place. And when I lose weight, I feel really bad about myself because I gain weight when I actively intentionally take care of my body. So when I get stressed to the point where I lose weight, I feel like I've disappointed myself. And then it's just like, I just feel end up feeling bad about myself. So not only the way I look, but I feel like, oh man, we let ourselves down. But I think after the therapy session, I started giving life a chance in like small chunks. And by small chunks, I mean, sometimes I took things an hour at a time, sometimes even like 30 minutes, 10 minutes at a time. You know, I had dinner with my girlfriend who really was there for me during that time. And, you know, we were just like, man, a year later, what? (laughs) But yeah, a year later, I'm very thankful that I gave life a chance. Internally, I'm at a much better place. I am more grounded. I feel like I'm more in control of my triggers. And even when the outside world gets super hectic, I don't feel destabilized internally, which was the case a long time ago. (laughs) A long time ago? This was the case a year ago, my goodness. And I feel like where I am at now, I'm really sitting in and really seeing my wins and acknowledging like, Adele, you put in work and it's paying off. Go you, you know, being my own cheerleader instead of waiting for other people to kind of like clap for me or relying on external validation, you know. And a year later, it's Women's Month, countdown to Women's Day. And I'm recording this as I pack (laughs) to head to Seattle for the week for International Women's Day. And I'm doing this in partnership with the Gates Foundation and the Moth. And it's just surreal how much can change in a year when you give life a chance. Even in a year is a long time, even like even in a month, even in a week. And I'm sharing this now with you because I know perhaps you're facing those same thoughts. Life can get really hectic. And I feel like in this moment, I have the capacity to send you kindness and to send you grace and to ask that if you can, please give life a chance. In this moment, I have the capacity to do so. In the next moment, I may need you to do this for me. So I think I just wanted to share that because that was a very scary time for me. And the other day it hit me when we were talking about, oh, it's been a year since the book. Na, 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 na. And I was like, if I went through with what I was planning to do and I got so close to it, this would be like marking one year of me not being here. And I don't know what emotion that thought brought. It brought a lot of emotions. I think one of them was just like, what? <laughs> not shock, but you know, 
I can't explain it, but um, yeah, I know many of us go through those moments and have to battle those thoughts. So yeah, if you can give life a chance. Okay, let's jump into, because I do not want to cry. <laughs> let's jump into Esther's story. Well, part two of Esther Kazungu's story. And at this point, first and foremost, if you've not listened to part one, you're doing yourself a disservice because you may just be floating throughout this this story. So please listen to part one. It's in episode 207. But we're starting off part two at a point in the story where it's the pandemic and she's just quit her job. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. What led me to quit my job actually was when we started working from home, thank God, by the thank God, the, pa- the pandemic, the panorama was a blessing. Because for me, I felt like media houses can be flexible. They just don't want to be. And then now the pandemic hit and now they saw that they could be flexible and we could work from home and everything. So I used to, when, when we're working from home, I used to finish my job and now I get into my studio. So it was, I went back to content creation slowly, looked at my numbers because now what was preventing me from going back was, I was looking at the numbers since I had been gone for long, they were not so good. Anytime I posted anything, it was just, uh, mm, like, yeah, because my most of my audience, I guess, they had just decided, oh, this person does not exist. So my p- page was not doing so well. But now during the pandemic, when I started now putting out content, I saw the 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 insights like become better and everything. I was like, mm, I can actually do this thing then. And if we work from home forever, this can work. <laughs> but that was definitely not gonna happen. So I saw things were gonna get stressful. I was like, let me just say bye bye, and focus on this one more time. And this time, it's either it works or it works. Because, yo. So the day I quit, again, I'm looking for a sign. <laughs> the day I quit, when I was going home to pick the um, computer. Now, when, when 2020 started, so many brands had reached out. Okay, not too many. It's two. <laughs> well, two is many, guys. Two is many <laughs> for this girl. And so the two brands had reached out. And then now the pandemic made everything just come to a pause. Like all the campaigns that were going to be, everything just came to a pause. So the day I was quitting, when I got to the gate, because like, am I sure? Am I sure? Am I sure? When I got to, to the gate, because I was going to pick uh, the computer to now return it to, to the office. I get a call. They're like, hi, Esther. I know we reached out and then we went silent. Just the pandemic. I was like, oh, Jesus. Thank you. Because that was a sign I needed. Like, I was just going to be like, anything, like, just any sign to just show me I'm headed the right direction. So, I got the, I got a, I got a gig and I was like, cool, bye. I'm gone for real. I'm not looking back. So, I quit and I went into full-time content education. Now, I thought since I'm being consistent, I'm going to be rewarded immediately. Hey, 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 I was in for a shock. So 2020 from, I quit in April. So April till around September, I've been consistent. I've done everything, nothing. You, you see that, that call I got, that was the only gig I got. And then it was dry. It was the only gig I got and I enjoyed it fully. And then it was dry. No campaigns. No other brand is noticing me. Um, yo, I'm putting out everything. No, for me, I, I never really wanted to put out content that is only relatable to the Kenyan audience. So most of my content is 
then was relatable like universally i i believed and i still believe like some content i put out is so relatable it's just that now the guys from abroad are not seeing it for some reason but they should look for me look for me guys (laughs) look for me so and i guess now because it was that I, I, I might be wrong, but I feel like Kenyans don't really respond to that, that type of content very well. They really like like relatable on the Kenyan level type of content. So I, I wasn't doing that. Now, September, was it September or it's either September or November? One of the bars, <laughs> one of the bars, I was crying. Like I literally, I was just like, I'm done. Like, I've tried everything. I've been consistent. I've been consistent. And my sister found me there crying. And she was so sad because she's also seen... Like, she had seen the consistency. Like, I was doing my best. I was really doing my best. I was vlogging at home. Who is vlogging at home? People were... Kwanzaa Corona did the thing. Because people who used to, you know, record outside, they can't do that anymore. But for me, I tried. I tried to look for topics that I can do at home. So I'm feeding my YouTube. I'm feeding my Instagram. I'm trying to feed all the platforms and be consistent. One time, I just started crying. And then TikTok. TikTok was coming up at that time. So, and then that day, after I finished crying, I wrote, so I took, you know, the, those, those, those affirmations. <laughs> You know, I say that because I feel like, I don't know, so far, affirmations have not worked for me. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll go to that mirror and say, yes, you're beautiful, you're strong. Oh my gosh, two minutes later, I've forgotten. <laughs> but I, I, I took up now sticky notes, I wrote, I'm smart, I'm creative, I'm amazing. And then I stuck them on my, my wardrobe, like, door. And then I stood up. Th- so that's when TikTok was coming up. And there was this trend where people were, um, imit- they were recreating scenes of either movies or music videos or like series they've watched that are very popular. So now me, I started watching <laughs> the, what is it called? South African Parliament way back. Like I think when I was in uni, that's when I started like stumbling on those videos and I was like, you know what, let me do for this South African Parliament because, and I wasn't even doing it thinking it's gonna go viral because so far <laughs> nothing has. So I just said, I want to do this because I really, these, these parliaments are hilarious. And I did them knowing people have seen these videos so me and my man, I'm just like, yeah, I'm posting this, but you probably, it's nothing new. Like, it's not, it's not that funny in short. <laughs> so I post it and it goes viral. Yo, it went viral. I was not expecting it. And then now I, that's when I had people tell me, do, do my country, like do this country, do this country. So I had to now actively actually look for this parliament videos. Unfortunately for now, Ethiopia, I wasn't able to understand the language but trust me i would have actually did one and it was a very like i could see the the videos were very old but now if if anyone sent me something that where people were actually talking and they were saying something funny i can't do it because i don't know what they are saying i don't want to end up like abusing someone and i don't know because now for south african uh videos i actually do i don't understand the language but i I do I, i just look at the lips and i'm like what are you saying how are you saying this and then I, I recreated. And now people, like, it went viral. I didn't even expect it. And then my sister was just there, like, you see? <laughs> my sister was so happy. She was so emotional. I think she even cried. Because the, the picture she gets, uh, anytime I talk about now, like, going viral using the parliament videos was, I was just from crying. And even after crying, I had the strength to, you know, look for clothes and recreate this video while I was really down, like I was at my lowest. So it went viral and then now December 
ended and then now january 2021 i started getting now more deals like so many so many brands approached me i was so happy <laughs> i was so happy now where my digital activism came in i think that started i think that was born when i was in media when i was working for radio africa because now before that i wasn't really interested in news like i in fact I just knew I was going to do entertainment. If I'm going to go into the media, I was going to do entertainment. And that was going to be it. But when I worked in a media house and now this news was on my face, I couldn't ignore it. I needed to know what's happening and I needed to understand what's happening. Eh, I was, I was shocked. And then I was shocked, one, because it's not that hard to understand. I, I think people, uh, and especially young people, stay away from, you know, news and things like that because they just think it's a complex, like, I need to understand so many things to understand uh, what's happening, but it's so straight. Some of some of it is very straightforward, and and then shocked too, cause yo, what is happening? Like this is these are so many bad things. Like even if I wish, cause you know sometimes you sit down and you you wish like your country was in a certain level. Like you see the way, okay, not not really at the third world, that going to second <laughs> or first world. Like let's just let's just go. Like let's upgrade. Let's not be like a third world sad and like let's not be so third world let's go up let's just elevate a bit i usually think about that once in a while but i don't think about why we are not there so i started to see why we are not there and it was yo i was so pissed i was mostly pissed and then that's when i started you know like just sharing on my stories and and asking guys what do you guys think about this and then i saw oh so many young people are actually interested in this stuff like they're actually they're aware of this like what's going on and they are equally pissed and i didn't even know it has a name like me doing that because i kept now doing it and all of a sudden people are calling me a digital activist like oh okay there's a name for everything you english people you have a name for everything because i didn't even think digital activism was something so that's when i started knowing about what's happening uh in the country and then now it was so funny because now that and me doing parliament videos comes together and it's just, it's like, it's like I planned this, you know, <laughs> it looks like I planned this, but I didn't see, like, I didn't even see myself doing that. I didn't see myself going past now, just asking people, what do you guys think? And actually making videos that make people think, okay, this is funny, but, but think about it. Like, really think about it. So, um, I, I look up to Njugush a lot. Blessed Njugush, that's a, that's a Kenyan content creator. He's so, so good. He does civic education videos in a very unique way. He doesn't even need to say anything. And you will know what he's talking about. And that's where I aim to get eventually. But for, for the parliament videos merging with... Me doing media, like when I look back at my life, I'm like, everything was so connected, yet I didn't see it. I really didn't see it while I was there. At any point, anywhere I was, I did not see it at all. So from school, from my internship, from going to radio, and then going to uh, acting, Papa Shirandula, how I went back now to acting from having forgotten it because now professionally came to an end for me i think when i was in second year i wasn't being called so much like to go on set and then it just like faded now and it was just like it was a okay 
that chapter is closed. So I saw auditions. Well, I've been going for auditions, but then there was always that narrative for ah, they really they usually have chosen their people. Nee, 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 nee. That was discouraging. But I decided, you know what? Let's just go for the fun of it. Let's go for auditions. Now, for me, acting, I think I really want to do everything I can that is art related even on my bio i've written so there's digital activist and then there's activist because i really love art i love art in all its forms i want art especially kenyan art to thrive but also i i really want to understand the ins and outs of every industry because i i don't think and then now that's the activist in me oh my gosh anyway everything is really really connected in my life it's so amazing so um i started going for auditions in 2020 i even decided let's take classes so uh i went to the first class i went to i feel like charles was a second class oh my gosh oh that was the first class okay charles oda very amazing actor shout out to you i went for his class and then i gained some like new knowledge and i was like let's test this out <laughs> so oh wait i feel like i'm, I'm mixing my stories this was later because there's there's one acting gig i got before all this and it was by god's grace <laughs> oh yes this one i didn't audition for what happened was now you see the skits i've been doing where i play different characters the parliament videos and everything somebody suggested me to go act as multiple characters in um web series called wember squad and that was by chatterbox now chatter I, yo chatterbox have been now they're by now they're family because they're the ones who actually made me pursue acting again. Because before before that, after the many failed auditions, I was like, oh, maybe I just don't know how to act. <laughs> I mean, you can try, but yeah. And while I was talking about loving art in all its forms, I feel like I can do like a lot. Radio host, because I did radio host. I can video, pre- I mean TV present. I feel like I can do a lot of things. And I want to do them if I get the opportunity. And so acting was something else I really wanted to do. So after the many failed auditions when I got this one, and it wasn't that, they didn't just have to call me and tell me, pull up. They called me and, tell, and told me, audition. <laughs> it's not that we're just calling you because you know you can audition. So I had to audition. And they gave me like two characters. I auditioned, sent it to them, and I got the I got the gig. So the Wemba Squad is still on YouTube. You guys can go check it out. It's it has subtitles, so you can understand everything. Yeah, it was a nice pro- it was a nice playful production. I really loved it, and I rewatch it so many times. And not just to see myself. I promise. <laughs> so after Wemba Squad, a couple more auditions, and I was not getting like rules. So that's when I was like, Ah, oh, now I'm tired. Hey, I'm tired. So I went for the class. Uh, my first class now I've remembered was by Melvin Alusa from Country Queen. Ooh, as we knew these people anyway. <laughs> He's the other person who restored my faith because I was, yo, I was giving up. I was like, bruh. Where are the gigs? So for his masterclass was mostly about auditions and commercial gigs. So I went there knowing I'm going to learn about acting. But guess what? Everything he was saying also applied to the content creation industry. And I was like, man, the way my life is intertwined with everything I'm doing. It's so cool. Because he was talking about agencies and, you know, how to quote. And I felt like that also applied to when you're creating content. So I... Eh, I even Melvin can tell you, I kept sending him messages telling him thank you so much for your class because I felt like you've charged it so low, but the information you gave us was worth a lot. It was worth a lot. After Melvin's uh, class, now came Charles's class. Uh, Charles's class was uh, like a four-day course, which was really, really, yo. Now that one, that's where they made us do crazy stuff. Charles, hey, 
I'll never forgive you, but thanks. Because <laughs> we were out here crawling and acting like animals in front of people I don't know. <laughs> but that's the thing uh, with acting. You have to be comfortable to do like crazy things. So that really opened me up. Now I went for auditions for stage plays. I really did not see myself doing that because, you know, the, the art of, you know, being an introvert and still being a content creator is you are there with your camera. There is no audience. Now, for me to actually throw myself in the deep end and decide, yeah, you're going to do something. yo. <laughs> so I auditioned again, Chatterbox, and I got in. I got, um, so they were doing, it was last year. Last year was when we had elections. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, my heart. Oh, my heart. <gasps> Still healing. So we were doing JJ, who's the director and usually mostly the director and the writer of the plays, wanted to do a political satire. Actually, most of at Chatterbox's productions have been political satire. So we were doing a political satire play for before the the elections, mostly to get people to really think wisely and vote wisely. So it was just mostly things that we've already seen like the promises you're being promised this so okay let me let me kind of explain maybe like one scene of how the play was set up was it's five stories <laughs> it was five different stories different scenes but they are all saying the same thing it's one message so for one of the one of the skits it was a school setting and then the headmaster promises one thing in in the first term the second term he comes from, he says something else, says the reason you didn't get what you, you we promised first time is because this and this and this. And then now we go home, we come back third time, promises something else to, to make us forget about the, the, the other thing he did not achieve. So basically what usually happens in, you know, the political scenario, and I believe this for most Kenyan, I mean, this is for most African countries, because even when I post my, my civic education videos, especially on TikTok, because TikTok has a wider reach when it comes to algorithm, I always see the people in the comment section like, oh, Nigeria has entered the, the building, South Africa has entered the building, so I, I understand that most of our um, political woes, <laughs> we are sharing them across, like, so many African countries. We did the first play it was called irregardless i believe kenyans know why but let me explain to now people in other countries so irregardless is a word that <laughs> was used so much by our former president and that's why the play was called irregardless because he was even him he was very good at promises and i won't talk much so <laughs> so we, we did one and then after the elections we decided mm, we can actually have a sequel because of so many things have happened and we can actually like also create content around that. So we did another play, like a sequel. It was called Regardless 2, of course. And then that was that. And I, I was like, now I need to close. I thought I was closing like the year because stage plays are a lot. You see the way for... So the, the, the difference between stage plays and uh, like... TV productions for stage plays, it's a lot of BTS work, and then it all ends in just like these three days, and it's so small. Like it's just like you did a lot of like work. Like the the, the foundation is a lot of things, man. And then now the, the the presentation is so small. For TV, it's different because it's just like these few minutes, and then now it becomes something big because this is something people are gonna watch, rewatch. Yeah, like it's it's. It goes wide, fine, beyond. Now, I thought I was so... That's that's why I was telling myself, now nah, we've closed. This was, this, was, this was a lot. But came auditions for two early for birds. 
Now this is how can I how, how can I describe to early for birds? Because even even now even having been part of it, I still feel like I'm more of an audience than I am part of the family. Because early for birds, so this was a comeback. Early for birds had started, I don't know what years. But it was a play mostly about Kenyan history. Like, so people, it's not, we're not making things up. The only things we will make up maybe is like references. Maybe we'd add a song reference here and there or, you know, something that has happened recently. But it's just like the idea of the play was to tell guys about Kenyan history, of which I really wish they would be the ones teaching history in high schools because I would pick history. If that's how we're going to learn about Tom Boya and you know who, I would definitely have picked history because they tell the stories in such an interesting way, in a very engaging way. Like you can't, you can't even sleep. You understand. Me, I didn't even know about Tom Boya. Tom Boya is a hero. My gosh, I didn't know. I didn't know. So they, they did a couple of editions before Corona came and then now people, things just posed. They were supposed to do a music edition I feel so bad they didn't do that because I was looking forward. And then funny thing, so I held on to my ticket so long that I became part of the cast. Because <laughs> now they, they, they told people you can either ask for a refund or you can hold on to your ticket. And I held on to my ticket and I held on to it. And then I became part of the cast and I was like, okay, cool. Somebody else will come watch me instead. And then now after 24, but now officially I was like, I'm done for the year. Bye bye. But during regardless, I actually sat down with JJ, who's again the director and um, the writer mostly for Chatterbox, and I told I I told him that whole journey. I told him how so I did Papa Shonda, and I felt like I didn't give my all. And then when you when he gave me an opportunity on Wembe Squad, I was like, oh that's so cool. Like thanks man. Like I didn't really think I can act, but okay. And then he was now he just assured me, reassured me like no, but you actually you actually can act. I remember even when I was creating, I was trying to create a resume for for a class, and I was talking to another friend of mine called Mugambi, and I told him I don't have any work I can show. Like I'm not. I don't. I. Like, I'm not an actor, actor per se. And then he asked me, so what do you do on your platform? I was like, okay, okay. I mean, because <laughs> it is, I, I think I criticize myself too much. Like, a lot, a lot. I, a lot of things I do, I don't consider them, like, valuable for some reason. I'm so sorry, Esther. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. When he told me that, like, so many people were assuring me and affirming me from different corners. I was like, hey, they can't all be lying. <laughs> they can't all be lying. So, okay, now, I, I slacked in January, to be honest. I didn't do, I didn't audition much. But also, it's because I don't have, yo, acting is, yo, acting is, like, the work doesn't start at acting. You, you have to keep going for photo shoots so that your professional photos are up to date. Bruh. So I didn't audition much in January because my photos are not up to date. I had like, I think my those photos, I took them in like last year before. I, I think I looked different. So yeah, it was last year, beginning of last year. So when I took new professional photos, that's when I decided, now let's give it another shot. <laughs> but even before giving it another shot. So because Chatterbox has become family, they called upon me to run their social media page. Yo, I had trauma from the makeup studio. <laughs> Trauma in terms of, I'm not sure I can do this. Again, me beating myself up and not really... Like, I'm just like, I'm not sure I can give you guys what you guys think I can give you. But I just said, okay. 
I didn't tell them I I'm not sure. I was just like, okay, cool. Because I believed it would be easy because I know them. Like, we have a working relationship. So, they told me they have a project called uh, It's a Free Country. It's for this t-shirt I'm wearing. I don't know if you can put, like, photos on podcast. <laughs> As, can you put, like, photos in the comment section? <laughs> so, they told me they have a new project called It's a Free Country where they are crowdfunding. I don't know if other guys have crowdfunded, like, outside Kenya. Because I know in Kenya there was only one other production that, crowdfunded and theirs was kind of different this one i feel like ours is a bit different because first of all it's public it's not uh like you can actually see where we've gotten to with the fund using the 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 link the crowdfunding link so it's um again <laughs> jj really loves his political things but this one is not so political honestly i feel like any this one would this is a movie i've read the script it's a very relatable story like relatable in terms of i believe not even just africa this one is this one is yo it's a i don't want to spoil man i'm because me i don't know i feel like directors know how to talk about their projects without spoiling me as a (laughs) as a person who was really like just looking forward to see this project come to life i don't know how to talk about it without spoiling so the storyline is very relatable like outside africa that's all like i i think i can say it has a little bit of politics in there a little bit of love story here and there a little bit of things to think about honestly that's why it's called it's a free country like is it really a free country the, the other thing uh jj really wanted to achieve with this project is now actually making people understand the filmmaking process, which is what now he's been doing on his page. He has a series called Let's Make a Film, where he talks about, now he's talked about like the script writing process, the script workshop, workshopping process, the most difficult part, which is location scouting. Oh, the ghetto. Because <laughs> I went for that. I went for two location scoutings. Eh, it's not easy. And I wish like Kenyans would understand this. Because I feel like other people have understood. Okay, I don't know if they understand or they just support out of nowhere. Because I feel like South Africa, Nigeria, they support their own. If Kenyans knew how much work goes into creating a film. I've not even, I've only gone for two location scoutings. And that's, that's, this is one project. You know, JJ does this over and over again. I don't understand how you can like keep doing something that's not even really, I feel like it's not very rewarding here in Kenya filmmaking so uh if people can understand the filmmaking process i believe they'd have much more grace and support like kenyan films more because it's a lot of work they've documented everything like they've documented everything they're gonna i believe they're gonna also have a documentary eventually now just compiling everything um at a go i think people should really get in on this because one i feel like it's a good cause in terms of actually supporting like this is that one time you'll say i actually supported not just by a share or a like i actually financially supported a film uh, a kenyan film and you know nearly i contributed to a like a step towards them making a beautiful product also people should contribute because they want to see good content and good content takes up a lot of money so many things require for, for so many things to run smoothly it's the budget that that counts the budget that counts for us to get the best set designer for us to get the best camera people the best actors and pay them well you know the best talent for the food that's gonna go into um we're, we're, we're not <laughs> robots <laughs> 
like just providing for the entire production it takes up money to be honest so if people actually want to see a very very good production that you yani just wanting to see that good production i think that's why you should actually contribute to the film now you have the right to say you know what i gave my penny so i have a right to say you did not do this well <laughs> don't don't talk when you you just you sat there and you waited for us to to give you something for you to critique very harshly so at least now when you give you can actually come back and say you know now i have every right to talk because i contributed something and i wanted it to go to this and this specifically and it's like you guys didn't get them <laughs> yeah but yeah i for me if i was not in this project i will contribute because i'm an activist and i love art in all forms so if again for the lovers of art if you really truly 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 say you really love art and you want to support art that's another reason for you to give always a lesson never a mistake i think i got it from rihana <laughs> but it makes so much sense because everything you go through like there's nothing that's usually a mistake or anything like the path you choose even if you thought it was a wrong path it led you to meet someone that has contributed to something in future like i i don't think there's anyone who has okay maybe there is i've not met them but for the, for for the, for most people i've met every path they took or even a wrong turn they took was actually something that contributed to them uh, getting to where they are like now so it's never a mistake always a lesson catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless i find it always so powerful to listen to people's stories especially people that you know or think you know because you consume their content online and then you sit down with them and you just realize man their journey is so real and started such a long time ago. I also found her story to be quite powerful when it comes to pursuing your passion and being everything that you want to be. Like you don't have to be one thing and you are just limitless and you shouldn't be boxed into one thing. So, if you listened and you want to help Esther and Chatterbox bring this film to fruition, check out the show notes. We have the link there and I think yeah, especially since it's a film that will have us reflect on leadership and what we deserve, not just as Kenyans but as Africans, which I think is a conversation we should consistently be having yeah i think it's it's a project worth donating to i'm definitely going to donate so check out the show notes there is a link in there for you to do that if just like esther you have a story that you want to share as long as you're african we want to hear your story so all you have to do in the show notes is click the link to the storyteller form fill it out and we will get back to you and you don't have to be in nairobi or in kenya we do recordings virtually as well. So wherever you are, you're African. We want to hear your story. Don't forget that this podcast plays on Trace FM here in Kenya. Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. Fridays at 1 p.m. Just head over to traceradio.co.ke to stream Trace there. And what can you expect in next week's episode? Listen to this. I black out somewhere during the, the day Frank calls me and he's like, dude, we need to talk. I didn't pick up. Uh, I didn't pick up my phone to, to get back to him about it. So my girlfriend calls me in the evening. I'm at work. She's like, you and I have a very serious conversation to talk about. Oh, man, I don't want this. So in the morning, I get home. 
And then she's like, so who have you been talking to? Why have you been talking to them? Frank took Beth's phone, took screenshots, and sent them to my girlfriend. Then he called her and he asked her, are you not giving your man enough? Are you not giving him enough that he's coming for our girl? That's coming up next week. But until then, I am sending you so, so, so much kindness, so much grace. And if you're battling suicidal thoughts, especially, I'm really, really sending you strength. And I, I hope you have the capacity to give life a chance. I'll catch you in next week's episode. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.